With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good afternoon, everybody. Nothing, nothing, nothing. <laughs> I saw your boy. I just seen the clip, man, of Jodeci uh, getting booed off the stage. And KC sound like uh, a bag of potato chips. That was just sound like a like a baboon, man. Like, I mean, what's going on? I mean, maybe maybe the beginning of the show was good, and then the ending of the show just got real bad. No, that wasn't the case. It was just bad all around. Well, actually, what happened oh. was, uh, for those who have not seen the news, um, just last night, it was an all-star 90s lineup in um, the U.K. at uh, at the Wembley Stadium. It was SWV, Changing Faces, Drew Hill, Blackstreet, and Jodeci was the headliner. Now, Devontae was a no-show, which was one thing that, always, that kind of threw him off. And then and Mr. Dalvin hopped off the stage. But for some reason, he can't make his way back up on the stage. So Casey and JoJo start performing a cappella, and those of you who saw the clip heard, they sound like Charlie Brown's mama. <laughs> and so the fans started booing. <laughs> yeah. they, they booed him off stage. If you go to worldstarhiphop.com or if you go to singersroom.com, the video is on both those sites. And they, they got booed off the stage. Drew Hill actually had to come back out there, and they, they pretty much saved the day. They came out there and finished Jodeci's set and sang Jodeci's classic and killed it. Mm. But, that's crazy. That's crazy. Like, it, like they were popping the molly, and they were sweating. Woo! Woo! How you got jokes? <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. I ain't going to lie. I ain't going to lie, though. Jojo look like it, though. It can't be any funnier than when those guys fell off the stage when when JoJo fell off the stage when they were performing in North Carolina. Oh my god! <laughs> ain't be no funnier than that. Oh What's my up, Jen? Jen just walked me in the room. What's up, girl? What's up, everybody? How are you today? Jen, why are you taking breaks right before the show starts? I call the show. I'm not taking breaks. 
I'm not taking breaks. I'm like waving, let me in. Hold on, and no one's letting me in. I'm finna cut you off right there. I'm finna cut you off right there. You know when folks lying like like they voice get all real high pitched and loud, <laughs> right? You know, yeah. It's cool though, Jen. She's supposed to be a new year, a new start, and y'all still doing me wrong. Do you see this, America? Do you see how I'm continuing to be treated? I mean, Jen, you the you know you're the light of the show. I mean, you know. Mhm. Mhm. Is that a good hey, you better get it together before we chase you around the parking lot like too short we're getting chased by the cops. That's all I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> but, here we go. You know, I, I heard when I was coming in, I heard you talk about um, JoJo. Did y'all see him on Celebrity um, like Couples Therapy? I no, I didn't see DMX go off, though, but I refuse to watch no, that No, JoJo show. was on Couples Therapy. Like, he has a problem, and I felt so sorry for his wife. Like, he, he like is a really bad alcoholic, and I just, I felt really sorry for his family. Yeah, we know that. I, I'll tell you who I feel sorry for. I feel sorry for me because I got a song that's been submitted for their album, and if they keep drunk to get up there and perform, then I, <laughs> I'm going to be upset. I like how Nick just plugged that in there, though. Yeah, you like that, don't you? Shameless, <laughs> just shameless. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, well, here we go. Here we go. Well, last week, you know, we talked about uh, on the Talk of the Town. If you did not get a chance to listen to Talk of the Town this past Thursday, uh, we had a show about freedom of speech and hip-hop where we discussed the um, the line that Lil Wayne used about Emmett Till and also other artists having their own um, incidents to where, you know, was the freedom of, of speech stretched a little bit too far. Um, definitely, definitely go back and listen to that show. That show was pretty interesting. Uh, we had some great comments on this on that particular show. We had some things in which uh, possibly could be continued about that particular show. But um, we definitely want to hear. You know, if you guys have any other comments about this show after you go, go listen to it, uh, log on to Facebook and type in the Middleman Talk Show and place your comments in our feed, and we'll definitely uh, respond to those. But that show last Thursday was a pretty good show. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, I just got to say real quick, guys, we got some breaking news about the KC and JoJo show last night. A friend of mine was independent. Uh, she lives over in the U.K., and uh, she said it wasn't that he couldn't get back on stage. Mr. Dalvin was so drunk he couldn't find the stage. Wow. Wow. Man, wow. those two just fell off so bad. I mean, wasn't Devontae like a lobby hotel singer at a Holiday Inn? Yeah, something like it. Yeah, something like that. Over in Las Vegas, wasn't it? Or Atlanta? Las Vegas. Uh, I think it was Vegas. I it was Vegas. Was Vegas. Vegas. Yeah. Maybe they was on Molly. Woo! Somebody was Man. on something. <laughs> That's pretty bad. Man, I'm going to tell y'all that. I'm going to just tell y'all that. If... If... if one more artist come out and embarrass themselves from the 90s like that, man. I'm going to have to write a real nasty letter to their record label. They can't be embarrassed from the 90s like that, man. Do that. You can't For even blame the labels anymore. Well, can we switch the, the subject really quick? Because I have some 90s news. I don't know if anyone was oh, tuning into MTV this weekend, but oh, if you were, they relived and replayed the first 
first season of The Real World featuring Kevin Powell himself, you know, all weekend long. It was great. I hope you tune in, press your DVR, you know, follow Mr. Powell yeah. on Facebook. He actually acknowledged it. It was great. Really, Dan? Yeah. Only you would uh only only you would shine the light on that. Like I mean for real, Dan? I don't watch it. It was great. It was great. It was great. So I just wanna you know, before you just clouded, you know, about negative nineties news, about, you know, things that happened in the nineties, I just wanted to shed a light on some positive things that happened. And that was like a positive thing. That was a positive thing. Kevin Powell. It was positive because now on Didn't Real World they have drugs out? like Molly and drugs like, you know, these street drugs we're going to talk about today. And, you know, back then they had positive. They, You know, they talked about positive things. All right. Well, I guess you was paying attention to that. Um, I mean, from when I saw your post, I saw the Kevin Powell thing. You tagged us in and I was like, here we go. She brought up that DVR <laughs> and everything, taking screenshots of the TV. I was. So horrible. So horrible. Shout out to Kevin Powell. You got you a, an extreme fan over here. Show some love. Yeah. Send her a t-shirt. Got one. <laughs> All right, man. I want you to say, man. What's up with the topic today, man? Let's let everybody know what we're talking about so we can get into this so we can start sweating. Uh-oh. Right. Woo! Anyway, right, every time I say sweating, about... I'm going to need y'all to go, woo, sweating. Man, come on. No. Back lane. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, oh. um, today's subject, we're talking about where is Molly. Youth and the new drugs. Molly has been a common drug used lately by everyone who is typically trying to try it. Uh, you caught one, and are you sweating? That's what Ooh. Trinidad James say. Uh, pretty much, you know, we want to explain what Molly is. Of course, Molly is a drug made of, of cocaine, crack, ecstasy, meth, and bath salt. Um, it slows your heart rate uh, down t- uh, ten times the normal rate and also wreaks havoc on your immune system with just one pill. But if you take two, it can also damage your brain without you even being able to realize it. It can also become an addiction as soon as you cry for help. Possibly could be too late. By the fifth one you take, it starts to kill your organs and preventing them from functioning as normal. It also increases your chances of a stroke, heart attack, and also causes your lungs to stop functioning altogether. It's a very, very powerful and dangerous drug. The more harmful, I mean, it's way more harmful than crack. So a lot of rappers nowadays, which we've seen, we have a lot of songs out that is promoting this particular drug. So today we're going to talk about, you know, why is it that the music industry has more of an effect on the new wave of drugs in general. Not just Molly, but all the drugs in the past. Also, we want to talk about, is it a conspiracy theory or not? Do you, the public out there, think that the higher-ups in the music industry force these artists to make music promoting new drugs? And also, we want to talk about why are our African-American youth so quick to, to jump on the new drug trends. So we definitely want to hear you guys' discussion about that. The phone lines are open. We see you guys in the chat board. Thanks for those who are listening uh, via the Internet. Um, you can also listen on your phone at 718-508-9972. Let's get into this topic. 
G. Or, yes. Do we the first clip first, or do you want to go ahead and get into the topic? Man, let's go ahead and get into the topic because honestly, these clips are gonna flow right in with the topic. Most we got definitely. some very Most good, definitely. very very good clips for you guys. Matter of fact, you know what, man? Let's go ahead and play. We're gonna go ahead and play this first one. Then. We're gonna play this first clip. Hey. All right, that's cool with everybody. Yeah. It, like we just gave you guys a brief description of what Molly is. It, it's that, like Alan said, it's something that's really taking over, not just the music scene as, as far as hip hop raves. Uh, uh, all type of other venues, and, and honestly, we all know these drugs have been around for a while, but it's just right. real popular right now. So this is a clip right here that we, you know, it's going to kind of break it down for you guys a little bit more. So check this one out right here. You listen to the Middleman on Middleman Radio. Here we go. Well, Molly started in the underground rave scene, but now it's wildly popular with mainstream teenagers and college kids. If you're a parent, you need to know about it. First, you'll hear what your kids likely think of Molly, and then you'll hear the truth. You've heard of Mary Jane. Now, meet Molly. Sexy, kind of like fun drug too. It's like something people want to do just to experience. People do it for that kind of euphoric, you know, like I said before, like cloud nine feeling. It's a dangerous drug that's taken on an almost human identity. Instead of saying they've tried the drug, users like our unidentified college seniors say, I know Molly. Just like powder and you either you stick it in your gums or you just put it in a water bottle. Like the first time I did, I just put it in a water bottle, drank it on a subway. An internet search for Molly results in endless chat room conversations and YouTube videos of teens and 20-somethings acting like this at concerts. You know, commonly talked about and commonly used, especially in the Philly area. The Drug Enforcement Agency and several local police departments confirm that most Molly users are teens and college-aged kids. Many of them, like our student, aren't typical drug users. It's like a special occasion drug. These EDM concerts are just perfect settings for that because, you know, you have like thousands of people next to you who are also on it. And there, you have like a low probability of like being like pointed out by a bouncer or the security guard. But safety in numbers is not the only appeal. Molly is also the star of lots of hit songs, even getting a shout out from pop icon Madonna at a festival in Miami a few months ago. Molly is short for molecule and sold under the premise that it's the purest form of ecstasy, pure MDMA. That, police say, gives many college students the impression that it's not a dirty drug. A lot of people were saying that it's safe. Um, when I, was I would looking. kind of agree with that. It's not like, it's not hallucinogenic, you're not out of control, you're not like irritable. I never really considered, you know, to be like a, whoa, you, you, know, you can't do Molly, like, oh my God, you know, it's a hard drug. But the Ben Salem Narcotics Unit tells Fox 29 that kids need a reality check when it comes to Molly. She's dangerous and she can kill. It's made from several different drugs, but the majority that we've seen in this area, it's been based with amphetamine or some type of methamphetamine. There's no rules to govern the process of making it. It's made in somebody's basement. It could be made in a car. It could be made in a storage locker. It causes brain damage. It can cause dehydration. Your organs can shut down. Molly goes for about a hundred bucks a gram, and you don't need nearly that much to get high. Like point two is probably like twenty dollars. You'd need much more than that to face any prison time. Another appeal for college-aged users. If a dealer is busted with a larger quantity, they can only be charged for the actual ingredients, 
which Ben Salem Narcotics say dealers often lie to users about. What's in it? Because it's being made in a clandestine type environment, you don't know what's going to be in there. The only way we know what's in there is when we send it to the lab and it comes back nine times out of ten around here, it's been some type of amphetamine. Okay, parents, here's what you need to know. The effects of this drug only last three to four hours, and it has no smell. Narcotics officers tell me there are still ways to tell if someone was high on Molly's. First, they'll be slightly dehydrated and need to drink a lot and could become uh, withdrawn or paranoid when that high drops them low. Man, that's why they say they sweat. Yeah, that is true. That is true, but I don't... Oof. Let me, let me say this. Um, I don't condone the usage of any drugs, but how could you listen to that, or how could you look at somebody that's on that and be like, you know what, I need to try that. I need that in my life. I, I don't think it comes that way. Just like look at look at the crack epidemic. If you were a teenager back in the eighties, it was a high chance of you. You know there was this new drug. It was crack. It was popular. You can get this fantastic high. People said, and a lot of people tried it. And boom, thirty years, twenty years later, you're pookie. You know, like, but who who no, thought that you were going to be that? It, it it didn't take that long. Yeah, it didn't take twenty thirty years later. Because every last one of us has seen a crackhead in our young age. And I tell anybody, if you ever think about trying drugs, look at somebody that's currently on that drug. It will change your mind. I don't care who you are. So, but I think, you know, when people started trying a drug like crack and all that stuff first started coming out, it doesn't come like that. It's fun. People are trying it. It's something new. And, you know, a lot of kids just want to experiment. They just want this euphoric um I guess feeling, that's what they said in the clip. I think that our generation, a lot of people in our generation want to escape reality. We don't like to deal with reality. We always have these ultra realities, video games, um, even reality TV shows aren't really reality. Like we always don't, we, we don't want to live in a here and now. We don't want to face things how they are. And I think that's a problem in our generation. Right. Well, you know, I, I just want to say this. Like I know some people may not agree with this, but... Even with Molly, man, it started from a gateway drug. You know, you got, man, ain't nobody, I don't think people, well, with Molly maybe a little bit different, but I don't think people just go straight to Molly. I think they start off with something else. Could it be weed or, or it could be alcohol? It could be something just to get that high because I know some of my friends, I ain't going to say no names, but they just told me straight up, when they got to the point where they couldn't even get high weed no more, they went to the next gradual, the gradual drug. Next up. Well, let's not use alcohol as a gateway drug because I don't think any time I've had any Hennessy in my life has caused me to want to try something stronger. I'm just, I'm just saying. saying, man. You know, you got your alcoholics that, you know, they stick with alcohol purely. But then you got those that do the alcohol and weed. And, you know, I that high, I once you get that high, you want to go beyond that high sometimes. Well, I, I, think, it's, I think it's beyond that. I think that just so happens, I think a lot of people who smoke weed have bigger problems. So those people are more likely to step into other realms because I know people that have been weed smokers for the last 50 years, and that's all they do, that's all they try, exactly. and they get stopped right. there. Right. And right. I think that a lot of times the people that are more common to jump from weed to coke to these crazy drugs, they've got 
bigger issues. They're trying to escape, mm-hmm. and, right. you know, they have to find, you know, more ways. I don't think weed is a gateway drug. I think these need to be, need to be identified as people that have right. psychological issues way bigger than drugs. Well, and and it also comes from, you know, this too, you know, like, you know, you say when they're trying to find another way to get high, um, you know, they go with the, like, the trending thing, just like when, you know, even though ecstasy was out there, it wasn't as big as it was until, you know, it hit, like, the mainstream where you saw it on TV, you saw it in movies, and, you know, like, like it's it's, it's trendy. So, you know, I, you know, yeah. from my knowledge, from what I've been seeing, whatever something trendy comes on just like when like meth methamphetamine had that big boom you know it was it was a trendy thing to do so you know the next thing up to do is what is to do what's trendy mm-hmm. it's like going by you know clothes or whatever like it's it's, it's trendy i think we got i call think they figure because so many people are using it that it can't be that dangerous i think that's what it is right because oh, definitely. And something like what we're gonna do what, what we're gonna do right now man we got a good friend that's you know what I'm saying? He's a, a fellow brother. You know what I'm saying? He listens to the show a lot of brains and a lot of energy and knowledge. Now, you know, we don't want you guys out there to think that we're going to come with just opinionated comments with this particular topic today. We got somebody that works in the medical field. He's on the line. Y'all probably heard him on the show plenty of times giving us great advice about our health and everything else. We're going to go ahead and bring in our man, Dr. Reed. Dr. Reed, you are live with the middleman. What's up? What's good? Can y'all hear me? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Uh, so, Jen, if you want to know something that was positive that happened in the 90s, I graduated high school, so if that's all that's all you need right there. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's, that's all the positivity you need from the 90s. All right, guys. Uh, and now I'm not going to pick on you today. I'm going to actually lift you up a little bit. Uh, a lot of what Jen was saying is, 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 uh, is correct, and I'll go a little further. All drugs for the most part, attack the same system in your brain. And that's called your, your limbic system. That's your emotional, that's your pleasure centers of the brain. Now, if you look at many of the problems that we have, uh, whether it be physiological, psychological, I mean, even all the way down to our perception of pain, all of that goes through our limbic system. So for those people who say that, you know, marijuana or alcohol uh, is not a gateway drug, there, that's up for debate. But when you have people who have psychological issues, uh, psychomotor problems, uh, they've been abused, they've been raped, they've been to Iraq, they've been to Vietnam, places where they have post-traumatic, you know, that limbic system, uh, emotional centers, a lot of times these drugs are kind of used to, to numb that. Now, one thing I can say, I want to echo with, uh, what the Fox segment was saying was, there's no honor amongst thieves. When someone tells you something and they tell you that it's whatever, they are a thief. There's no honor amongst them. They could put they could put boric acid in there for all you know. So when you when you you're looking at such a, a conglomerate of of drugs, just cocaine alone has enough uh, problems with it with the alkaloids that's in cocaine. Then when you mix that with crack, you it, it ain't no telling what's in crack. Then when you look at the, then when you look at the uh, the methamphetamines that's in there, that's pretty much speed. I don't know about necessarily slowing your rate down, but it, or your heart rate down. But the reason why most people sweat because their heart rate speeds up because the metabolism speeds up. So I don't know about necessarily about it. So it might eventually slow your heart rate down when you're about to die, 
But uh, as far as uh, wow. the reason why most people uh, sweat is because uh, their heart rate goes up. And, I mean, Dr. Reed, I have a question. Yes, ma'am. Go for it. Oh, okay. So we see, uh, we see now even more. We see in schools. We see, um, you know, in newspapers, Internet. We see these, like, there's a, this growing epidemic of youth where they're this bipolar. I don't know if you've watched the show. It comes on the OWN channel about the school in Louisiana. It seems like every kid at this school is bipolar. Is there a link between this, like, medical condition of these kids being identified as having, like, you know, these psychological problems and, like, a booming, because it seems like the people who are using these drugs are our kids, kids that, why be my hours, like, kids that grow up in, you know, urban areas, African-American kids, you know, it's reaching them, too, you know, it's not just, you know, used to, they used to say, you know, there was a lot of, like, Caucasian kids trying the acids and the crazy drugs, but it's our kids that are trying these drugs now, and is is there a connection, you think, between that? Uh, well, twofold, yes, ma'am. Uh, you look at the power of influence. That's why I know on many shows we were talking about the responsibility of artists and people in the media and, and radio and things like that. There's a lot of influence, and unfortunately for our people, seemingly more than any other people, is that think about when guys was coming halfway out of their shirt, when Jay-Z and that Girls, Girls, Girls video came halfway out of his shirt. Then all of a sudden you look around, everybody coming halfway out of their shirt. It's the power of influence. And a lot of right. times we live, we live based off of a line in a song, based off of a line in a movie. Uh, and that's, I don't know why we as a people are, are such, so susceptible to that. So if somebody, if someone came out right now and said, you can roll up doo-doo and smoke it, I guarantee you 100,000 people would do it. That's how, that's how ignorant to a degree we have become. Now, as far as, like, the bipolar uh, things, I'll sound like a conspiracy theorist, but in many neighborhoods, I mean, there's uh, many sectors of the country, there are just a lot of over-medicated and underdiagnosed, I mean, over-diagnosed children. You know, when we were growing up, if if you was looking outside, that was called daydreaming. Now you got ADD. So, you know, they just want to pump you full of drugs, pump you full of drugs, pump you full of drugs. When when, the, um, the FDA states that uh, five out of every six kids that's diagnosed with ADD is misdiagnosed. Right. So only so only one so only one in six actually got ADD. So when you look at maybe the food sources that we have, the water that we, the amount of fluoride that's in our water, then when you can combine that with a lot of uh, the drugs that we're taking, and you know the communities that we live in, in bad parenting stuff like that, yeah, there there can be some emotional issues there. But as far as like being bipolar. No, that's uh that's what we would call in the medical community a, a lazy diagnosis. Where when when yeah, when they when they don't know what something is, they'll just la- they'll quickly label it something else. Like if you don't if you have a skin condition and they have no clue what it is, they just call it eczema. If a kid don't know how to act and you done beat them or you done sent them to boot camp and they still cutting up, then you just you, you diagnose them with some kind of neurological issue. When they might just be mad that their grandma died. But could you, a lot of these kids are being, like you said, are being over-medicated. Is, is, is there, like, a link, too? Like, they're on these medications that the doctor's pumping them. They're, you know, shooting these mollies and all this stuff like that. Like, what kind of effect is this going to have on kids? Like, what kind of, if you were taking a psycho, uh, like a drug, you know, for your brain, like for bipolar, and then you start doing weed and mollies and all that stuff, what kind of effect does it have on you? 
well, long-term effects of taking lithium is going to be problematic anyway. So when you take something like, it's already going to uh, affect your limbic system anyway. It's going to affect right. your memory. It's going to affect, uh, it's going to affect growth. Uh, so people who take long-term lithium for uh, a lot of those problems, they're going to have problems anyway. Then when you add, um, there's a lot of people that don't feel like uh, marijuana is a psychedelic, but the, uh, then my question to them is, is that would you, be, would you feel comfortable with your pilot uh, smoking a blunt before he flew? Have you seen so flight? You... <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. I know. Here we go. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah. So when you, when you, it's, the danger is when you're combining a lot of these drugs, especially long-term use. When we're talking about things like mollies, well, let me back up because I was thinking about what I was going to say while you guys were talking earlier, but is that anytime you introduce any foreign substance to your body, there's a risk. Like when you, even, even all the way down to food, like you don't know that you're allergic to strawberries until you eat strawberries. You don't know what you're allergic to, what your body can't handle. So that's just across the board. So now when you're taking drugs, especially mixing drugs, like cocaine is bad alone. Methamphetamine is bad alone. All these psychedelics are bad alone. Now you're going to mix them together with ecstasy? All of them are psychotropes. All of them are going to cause your heart rate to go up. All of them are going to cause your metabolism to go, uh, go up. All of them are going to suppress your, uh, your hunger. All of them have long-term effects on your brain. Cocaine has long-term effects on your brain from the very first time you take it. So now you want to combine all those drugs, take it sublingually. I know that's one of them, uh, the, the major ways which goes directly into your bloodstream. And you really run the risk of losing your life from the very first time you take it. Depending on your height, weight, or any other pre, uh, pre-existing condition that you might have. You might have an underlying heart condition that you don't know about and you don't find out until you take this drug. So right. you're really playing Russian roulette anytime you introduce any drug into your system, especially street drugs. Because, I mean, come on, how many people really trust, uh, trust Jerome on the corner? Does he really look like a, does he really look you like shouldn't. a fellow? I don't trust that Negro. The only thing I trust is when he, the only thing I trust is when he saw running, it's time to run. That's the only thing I trust. Wow. So, well, we, I think we have some callers that might want to ask some questions. It's the button to your left. Hmm? It's Hello? the button to your left. Hello? Yes, call it 678. Oh, hey, we got Sarasha calling in from Gainesville. Go ahead and make your comment. Sorry about that. Yeah, definitely. Just comment. No questions. I just wanted to say I totally agree with the doctor. Um, A lot of these kids now are overdiagnosed. a lot of what we are eating now is just making our bodies crazy as it is. And we, you know, I mean, you can go and talk to a psychiatrist and tell them anything, and they'll write your prescription these days. And so, and they you know, probably write your prescription on Molly. <laughs> they probably would. I mean, yeah. you know, long story short, we, you know, these children today are faced with so many different things. It is easy for them to escape with these drugs. I mean, it looks like an easy way out for them, and it's, it's very, very sad and heartening. Most of, most of. You're tuning in to the Middleman Talk Show, and we are talking about the, the new wave of drug, Molly. Of course, it's been around for a while, um, but as we've been discussing, of course, the components of it and what it affects, and also, um, you know, other drug drugs that you know 
a lot of people have been using. But the next question which we want to get into as far as the effect that this drug has as far as with the music industry promoting this drug towards our teenagers and our youth. We do see a lot of youth out here that are, you know, promoting it. Like they wear it on their shirts. You know, they're like we have a lot of youth that do music as well too and they're promoting it in their songs too. Like it is the same too. We have a lot of high school kids who have gotten uh, you know gotten placed in J D C for actually selling this drug. Um, as well to our kids in high school. So, um, you know, we see that it is trendy. Um, what do we feel, you know, would actually uh, change what is actually going on with our youth with this drug? I mean, we definitely cannot, you know, we've been trying to hope change with our music, but, of mm-hmm. course, the vast majority of our music is it's going to do what? They're going to continue to promote what deteriorates our product. How can we change that? And what we have right now, you know, one of the most popular songs out there, if y'all, you know if you heard it on the radio a million and one time, is All Gold Everything. And the, the classic line for that particular song that everybody remember was, Papa Molly No Sweat. Oh, yeah, y'all suck. Y'all sort of been like, woo. What happened to my woo? No. Woo. <laughs> no. But what we got I mean, right now, we're going to play a clip right quick. And it's kind of it's kind of contradictory. He really contradicts himself a little bit. We're going to play one clip, then we're going to play another clip right after that. I want to show you all what Trinidad James said he is doing. I'm trying to figure out what is this guy really trying to Is he promote Molly or is he not promote Molly? So you all listening to the Middleman Talk Show, check this clip out right here. Shout out to Texas. I think it's for Texas. I love Texas, bro. That Texas culture, right? Got to, bro. Texas is very monumental in hip hop. I'm sorry, they really are, man. They really are. No, they truly are. Um, we got good friends out there, Bun B, UGK, Rap a lot, Rap a lot. You know my. Oh, I got a song for y'all, boys. Prince not gonna lose their mind. Prince not gonna lose their mind. Molly, man, Molly is that designer drug now. Mm-hmm. Oh man, did you bring any with you, by the way? No. Oh, okay. Even if it was a yes, I was gonna say no. Oh, okay. Right? Right. Right. Jeff was in the series, right? Well, That's no, all. No, 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 no. I just want to um, have Tracy G and everybody experiment with Molly, so we can oh, understand what's the big fascination with it. Does it make sex better? Man, let me see. I think that honestly, man, that if you just you're gonna try it because it's one of those type of things that you hear so many people talk about it, and you hear. These good-looking girls talking about, like, man, shit, I'm going to try it. Mm-hmm. And your partner and his homeboys are like, man, bro, we just did this, that, and the other, and you just try it. And then I want you to just have your own experience and then see what's up. For me personally, it's, it's party. It's almost like, you know, when you're just down and out, but you want to turn up because it's yeah. just the time to turn up. Yeah. It's a quick turn-upper. Quick turn-upper. Okay. It's not a real statement. Don't, don't judge no, me. Okay. Turn English upper. teachers no, who no, listen no, to man, this radio. No, man, man, you're making your own language now, man. Talk for the money, baby. Talk hey. for the money. And that was Trinidad James talking about if somebody wanted, they see the good-looking women wanting to take the drugs, somebody else probably going to take it. That's peer pressure to the fullest, ain't it? But you know what? This that that makes me angry because we say this time and time and time again on this show that artists – whether you're in the movies or you're in music or whatever your your outlet is, you have a responsibility. You have a responsibility with your art. And it's just like you spit that nastiness, you 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 know, put that in the air for some 
little 13 year old kid who thinks you're cool to, you know, think that what you're saying is truth. And you, you don't have right. any responsibility over that. And I just think that's disgusting. And, and, and you said a lot when you said that that little kid that thinks you're cool, that little kid that never did anything or never even tried a job, it's, it's going to do what? It's going to try to find out where he can get that drug from because my, you know, the person that I idolize, Lil Wayne or Trinidad James or um, Tiger, is promoting this particular drug. I want to be like them. Why not do it? Well, okay, I, and I just got to say this, and maybe it's just me and maybe it's just how I was raised. Looking at Trinidad James and looking at Lil Wayne do I want to try something that's going to make me seem remotely like them? Hell no. <laughs> you that's don't us. because you because you that's have us. had life that's experiences because you don't. But some little kids, if no one thought that Lil Wayne wasn't cool, he wouldn't be, you know, where he is now. Yeah. So if somebody think he thinks he's cool, a lot of people I didn't want to look cool. like Master P back in the day. Well, a lot and of people... Who did? Who did? But, but Nick, Nick, really, on a serious <laughs> note, man... Our kids are very impressionable. That's why we have a generation of young guys walking around with their pants sagging. We got a generation of young guys that look alike, talk alike, dress alike, act alike. We don't have individualism no more. So, number one, if a popular pop culture guy says, man, this is what I'm doing, and they following that trend, they're going to be more opted to go out there, try to find that drug, and get to it. And what's scary about it was, if you listen to the show, and you all listen to the Middleman Talk Show, the phone lines are open, 718-508-9972. But if you listen to the show a little bit earlier, one of the guys that were talking about Molly said that he drank it out of a water bottle. Now, you think about right. it. You had a party. Somebody like, man, drink this drink, dude. I got this drink. Right. You drink it, and you got Molly in it, man. I mean, dude, it's Whoa. so accessible and easy for our kids to get stuck right. on this stuff. And what about those kids? And what about those kids that, you know, that are trying their best to fit in, you know, trying to fit in with that crowd in which they've never fit in before, especially those um, freshmen entering into college, you know, trying to find their, their niche in the college and want to be uh, accepted when they wasn't accepted in high school, but they want to be accepted in college because this is a new ball game. I can reinvent myself. Those kids, you know, once they try one particular drug, their life is pretty much what? It's, it's, it's changed Done. for the bad. Yeah, you know it. It happens, but it's you know we see it. Like I said, we see it every day. You know we hear it. You know it's being promoted. You know just like one of the but, questions that I have. Um, you know that I want to um, discuss as well as far as do the higher ups have more of an influence on these major artists to push them to talk about these drugs in their song? Like, is it you do this or you ain't got no contract? Do we feel like this is happening because? You could talk about thousands of other things in your in your music, but you hear one song about Molly. Next thing you know, we hear five, ten, fifteen other songs about Molly. Just like when Ecstasy came out. What? You know, well, two like different songs about Ecstasy. Well, I think it, it could be a possibility. You know, you know, I'm not really big on conspiracy theories, but. You know, if you have kids that, you know, think these people are cool and what they're doing all day is they're not being creative. They're not being individuals. They're not being thinkers of this world and changing this world. They're sitting at home playing, you know, PS3 and, you know, doing mollies and smoking weed and, you know, listening to the music that you're pumping out. And that's what they want you to do because it's all about money. It's money-driven. And, you know, what happens, you know, it's just sad. And, you know, it's believable to think that, 
something so horrible because look at what happened even how drugs in the 1970s were you know infiltrated into our you know neighborhoods and you know populated they were populated by the government and that's a known fact so why would we put it past a record company true that hey y'all what we're going to do we're going to go ahead and bring dr reed back in i see he got some more things he want to talk about dr reed you are live with us yes um I, I, Jen, you, I guess you on fire today because you just, uh, you, you bugging my house? What, what, what's, what's really good? That's kind of like stuff in here, man. No, um, I have to go back to influence again. And, you know, there are some areas about me that's, that's very liberal and there's areas about me that's very conservative, especially seeing where I come from. And you have to look at wh- what you put into the world. Whatever you put into the world, for the most part, is what you're going to get out. If you're taking these drugs at such a young age and you're undriven, because you got to look at, sometimes you got to look at the source. You know, you're looking at these dudes who really ain't did nothing for themselves. They doing all these drugs. You got people telling you, this is what you need to do. This is what you need to do. Now, if doing Molly's is going to get you Bill Gates type of money, I don't know. I might even be tempted to do something like that. But let's be, re- let's, <laughs> let's be realistic, though. You know, this stuff is not taking you anywhere. And we're we're so influenced. And then the question I ask is, is where are the parents and what type of influence do your parents truly have on their kids? If the media and radio has that much more influence over your parents, then parents, you failed or you're failing or you're not trying. You know, if, if saving my children means packing up and moving to the middle of Montana just to save them, I'm willing to do that. Sometimes you have to do some drastic measures to save your children. And I'm so serious about that. And, and how many people are really, truly willing to say that I'm willing to do whatever it takes, especially parents of young black men? Because, you are, I mean, you don't start out with three strikes. You start out with about ten strikes. Again, Amen. trust me. Trust me. I know that. And I've, I, I've experienced it often. So you want to introduce drugs into your, into your system. Don't you realize that people will give you a job for that? They they scream right. for that type of stuff like that. That's true. You know, so, and everybody everything that someone tells you is cool is not cool. You know, these things that I mean, you're talking about something after one dose can mess up your brain for life. Some people ain't that smart to begin with. That's so you true. want to destroy like you want to destroy what little you have? You are already in trouble. And these well, you are listening to the Middleman Talk Show. We're talking to Doctor Reed about the most popular drug of the moment, Molly. If you have any questions or you got any comments, we are taking phone calls. The number is yeah. 718-508-9972. Here's a yeah, question I, gotta I would ask. Play, um, I got to play devil's advocate for just a second, going back to uh, what Dr. Reed when he first, said when he first came back on. You know, you, yes, it's true, a lot of these drugs will take you somewhere, but just plain devil's advocate, every corporate America job that I've had, my highest salary job, not one of them has had a drug test system. Not one. First. Second, it's documented that cocaine has closed some big business deals. Let's just let's just and, and, and I think this is the thing about it. This is where the movies come into play too. It's not just the music. When you look at movies, you see a lot of these higher executives and what are they doing? They're doing lines. You know, they're, they're having these parties where they're using this drug, they're using that drug. A lot of people watch these, watch these movies, they see power, they see influence, they see money, and they think, okay, in order for me to get to that, I have to do that because that's what I see them doing. And the movies are just as influential, if not more, as the music. 
But I think it goes back to what Dr. Reed said, you know, earlier. The devil is always a liar. You know, like, the movie might say that this CEO is up here snorting lines, and, but he's not going to be CEO for long. He's not going to be CEO 30 years from now because but it then, doesn't work. It never works. No, it never works. That's not it true. No, it's it doesn't it's work. Well you cannot. Only TV makes you think that that's real. You might have, I'm now you have somebody above him. The top person is not a drug addict because you can't think, you can't function, you can't be a boss and have a deluded mind. You just can't. It's yeah. a lie. Yeah. George Bush was the president for two terms. <laughs> Don't say what you can do with a delusion. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was running the show. He wasn't running the show because he had somebody hey. behind. If he was, if he wasn't diluted, he would. He wouldn't have made so many mistakes because he had the little man. He was a puppeteer. He had someone behind him. He was just a delusion. And and the people that you think that are top living that kind of life, no, there's someone behind them controlling the show. The devil will always oh, be a liar. Make you think that oh he's a boss no 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 he's being controlled because you cannot be disillusional and be a boss. And then, yeah, let me, what let me. I'm telling you is I'm not talking about movies. I'm talking real life. It is well documented that there has been a high amount of drug use, not just in the music business, not just from the executive standpoint, not just in the music business, in a lot of corporate business. I sat there and I talked to a friend of mine who. Have, who's worked for a very, very large company in Georgia. I'm not going to even say the name. But a, another very high-up person there has a steady cocaine problem, a steady cocaine problem. Even if you look at people like Johnny Carson, Johnny Carson has such a cocaine problem that he burned yeah. a hole in his nose. They had to be plugged. Freddie Prinze was hooked on pills for years. These people ran major corporations. Don't think that it's just the people that are on the lower level. It is well documented that drug use has been rampant in all forms of life. And just like I said, every corporation that I've worked for that has my higher salary job, not one of them has drug tested. Not one. Hey, Nick, Nick, this is, uh, I agree with everything you're saying, but here's my major rebuttal to that. You have to look at society by the numbers, 80-10-10 rule. The 80-10-10 rule is going to apply across the board. The jobs that you've had in those realms, that is the upper crust 10%. Most of America will never get to where you were or where you are as far as those type of jobs, period. So those people that, that's in that realm, that, that those higher upper crust, 100,000, seven, eight, nine figure type of people that you're talking about, the Johnny Carsons of the world, everything you're saying is legit. But they're the exception. They're the 10% that can still have that drug problem and still reach those heights. Then there's everybody else, you know, the, the, the core nucleus of America. Most people won't see that, the, uh, those opportunities or that money at all. That's just period, point blank. So a lot of times we, we, look at the, we look at the exceptions and try to make the rules. Yeah, George Bush ran the country. And yeah, we know he was on some hard stuff. But you know what? He's the exception. How many people going to make president? How many people are going to make secretary of state? You know, you, so we can't, we can't, we can't look at these exceptions and we, and we can think we can call out a whole lot of, you know, people in the music uh, industry and in movies, but how many music, how many musicians are there versus how many made it big? How many actors and actresses out there as opposed to how many made it big? So you're talking about the upper crust 10% still functioning and doing these things versus everybody else. So when you look at people on the lower level, you know, uh, the uh, middle-class America trying to accomplish 
you know, their daily nine to five type of jobs and, and living this lifestyle, they're not going to last, man. So, I mean, when you okay. look at the power of, you look at the power of influence, man, it's, it, it makes me ask the question, why? What do you benefit from using it? Before you put any substance into your body, you have to ask yourself, what do I benefit and what's the worst thing that can happen? The worst thing that can happen okay. is before I ingest this pill, this, in, ingest this pill, I could, I could die within five minutes. Seriously. Those are things okay. that you have to ask yourself. Dr. Reed, one second. We got a caller that's been trying to get in. Um, let's get this caller in. Marva from New York. Hi. How are you? Good evening. How you doing, Marva? I'm fine. I'm so glad to hear you again here on Blog Talk. Most definitely. And I want to also say that um, I have to honestly, I did not know anything about Molly until... I saw that you all were going to be on the air this evening, and which was even more scarier was that when I just asked my 15-year-old daughter about it, she's like, oh, yeah. And, you know, there's a song out about it. Blah, 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 blah. And I guess what really bothers me the most is because I do consider myself a mom, you know, always around, trying to make sure I'm there at all times. And, you know, to know that this slipped by me is kind of scary to say mm-hmm. You yep. know, but, you know, she broke down the song and everything. And, and, you know, we have a pretty decent relationship, I have to say. I'm not going to say it's a perfect one. I mean, because she is a teenager. And, you know, they all have, you know, all teenagers have their thing going on. But, I, you know, we talked and I asked her, you know, well, anyone in your circle doing that? And she was like, no, 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 no. She said the thing, you know, smoke weed. And a lot of them are trying to get into these um, hooker lounges for the smoke, you know, the with, you know, mm-hmm. the yeah, with the papers. Yeah, but um, but she said as far as Molly, she said um, no. From the ones that she knows that she's friends with, and plus with her being an athlete, you know, she has she's in that athletic circle per se. They're afraid of it. She said they're actually afraid because they know what's in it. They've already heard. Some of them have heard. If you take one, you'll die instantly. Wow. Well, you know, Marva, this is Kevin with the middleman. Did did she say like any of her classmates? I mean, I know they like the record because they play it a million and one times per day. But mm-hmm. did she say that there's like any hint? Because like, if you listen to the show earlier, we were talking about how Molly can be transferred as far as in a water bottle. You can have it mixed up, and it can be sharing a drink, and it can be in that bottle. I mean, really? Did, did you get? Yeah, yeah. Did, did you guys oh. get that far into the conversation? Because no, like, we didn't. Scary. I know we didn't, and I will talk to her about that because, again, like I said, you know, I am very, very involved with her. I mean, of course, I'm not with her at every single moment, every single day, but I am very, very much hands-on, even as far as being involved in the school, being involved with the athletics, talking to her every day. So to know that this slipped by me, like I said, you know, it bothers me. It's a very big concern of mine. And then, you know, the running by her, it was like, yeah, oh, yeah, you know, mom, yeah, they talk about that, da, da, da. Really? Where was I? You right. know, so my and whole that, thing is to the parents, be aware. Because like I said, this one got by me. Usually too many things don't get by me. But this one got by me. Most and definitely. I will talk about more of that, the water bottle bit. I will. Mm-hmm. Right. And I had a friend, um, when I was putting up the show, uh, they asked me, have I ever heard of Millie? And Millie is um, like a pure form of methamphetamine. 
that um, some of the teenagers have been, I guess, using now. Um, you know, there were a few incidents at the hospital to where these teens were uh, admitted and they were, um, you know, high on Millie. So I'm suspecting maybe Millie will be the next thing. So possibly ask your daughter about that. You know, I mean, everyone who's out there listening, make sure you guys, you know, ask your, ask your children or, you know, relatives or anything about Millie because I can definitely see that, you know, since these kids are on this now, maybe this will possibly, possibly be, I guess, the male version of Molly. I mean, I don't know. But um, every so often, I mean, you hear about a new drug. And, you know, you hear it, you know, at a mass majority in music. So, but, you know, since Miss Marvel, you know, of course she wouldn't, you know, say, listen, no Trinidad James, I don't think, or whatever. No. That's one why thing you I didn't can, hear from I can honestly say, and I know people will probably say, oh, but she doesn't know because kids do things and that, maybe, you know, behind your back. But I have to honestly say that I am blessed because my daughter, as well as the people that she, you know, kids that she's friends with, with them all being athletes, they are so concerned about taking care of their bodies preserving their bodies. They don't want to get hurt. Right. They, you know, they want to play college ball or, you know, you know, play whatever sport on the college level and this and that. So I'm just hoping they just continue that way of thinking, you know, it'll, of course, be okay. And like I said, I talk to her. I talk to her all the time. So I'm just hoping that she will still continue that frame of mind or that thought, like, not to do that, you know, because right away I asked her, I said, well, have you thought about it? She was like, no. She said, don't you know you take one of those things? They say it kills you right away. Wow. Like, oh, okay. It is scary. It's scary. Mm-hmm. But, uh, Marvin, we thank you for your comments. you have any more, just press number one. We'll bring it back in, okay? Okay. Thank All right, you. thank you. We're going to bring in, uh, we have our man that's been waiting on the phone line also, Smitty out of Nevada. What's up, Actually, man? I live in Phoenix. I live in Phoenix now. <laughs> it's cool, though, man. What's going, what's going on, people? <laughs> what's up, what's good? What's we good? Get into this conversation man. about these scary drugs and these kids. Man, I tell you what, man. I, you know, I had a, I had a sinus headache. Went to get some Sudafed. I'm like, what's a Sudafed? They had to go behind a counter and show ID. Didn't know they made meth out of it. Now they got to show ID to buy NyQuil. And half your regular management got his kids over the counter. You got to show ID. Cause these kids are making everything. You dead? I yeah. heard about the mollies. That's one Woo. drug that people be sleeping on. Meth. Watch that document on Netflix called The World's Most Dangerous Drug. When the dude showed the folks how to make it, he had to put on a hazmat suit. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, most of it. Yeah, go ahead. And I mean, uh, you know, I know you, you don't have any kids, right? You know, no, no, no kids, no kids. I got, I got, I got nephews, and I got a goldfish. <laughs> <laughs> have you, have you ever? I mean, as a, as a, as an uncle, have you ever just sat down and and talked to them about the dangers of drugs? Because I mean, that's a hard conversation. It's almost, you know, sometimes it's uncomfortable to parents to talk to their kids about certain things, be it sex or drugs. Have you ever just yeah. sat down and talked to them about drugs, man, and just like, hey, this. Ain't where you need to be, even though pop culture telling them that's where they need to be. Uh, hard part, like, gotta give them a couple because my oldest nephew is six, and uh, and they got the one four and two. I got younger cousins I talked to, I just told them the truth. I'm like, hey, uh, I just tell them the truth. I said, man, 
there's a reason this stuff's illegal. <laughs> and right. I also say the stuff that messes your body up. And I also said, yes, perfect. I said, yeah, let's say weed, for example. Yes, they legalized a couple of states. But your company you work for can still say you can't have it in your system if you want to work here. Or you can't come smell like a dime bag if you want to work here. There's still provisions. And so I was telling them that, hey, so I told y'all the truth. You know what happens to these people that do these drugs? Y'all take a, uh, courses in school. You watch movies. You watch TV. You see all this. these documentaries. And if you still want to do it, it's on you. True that. Man, I'm going to tell y'all something that scared me a little bit also was, uh, was a while ago. I don't know if y'all recall about a drug that they were putting in these, on these little stamps. And I know you say you had one that's four and six. Now, the six-year-old may be more uh, uh, affected by this because, like, it was in elementary school. They were putting pure mm-hmm. LSD on stamps. And the kids were yeah. real and glad. Yeah. And they also had another one that was out there where they were doing something with the gummy bears. So, I mean, man, yeah. we got so yeah. many things that we're fighting to keep our kids away from these drugs. And, yes, we do have pop culture always telling them, hey, man, it's okay. You know, this is what we do. Just like the clip we played earlier with Trinidad James saying, you know, if you see somebody beautiful doing it, I mean, it's all PR. It's, it's, it's like they're programming us to, 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 to do this stuff. I mean, what do you guys think about that? The phone lines are open 718 718- Five zero eight nine nine seven two. What do you guys think about how much programming they're doing to us, be it drugs? I mean, legal drugs or illegal drugs. Well, yeah, I, got I mean, I mean, it's been, it's been. Uh, this is an Allen from the middle man. I mean, this is, I mean, this has been something that we've been seeing for years. I mean, you know, even ever since the prohibition. I mean, you know, you have, you know, the gangster that was promoting, you know, alcoholism and you know and stuff like that. And then, unfortunately, they had that big band of against. You know, alcohol, but of course, what you had, you had people that were still using it, people that were promoting it, you know, their kids were drinking it too. And then also, you know, you come into, you know, the, um, when they were having the, um, ah, what is it, where like, like hippies would go and gather together and smoke weed all day? Oh, Woodstock? Woodstock. Yeah, Woodstock. Like you had the Woodstock things, you know, and and then like you had the rave with the ecstasy and stuff like that. So, it's, it's it's all trendy. Like I said before, early on the show. I mean, it's it's whatever trendy. You know, whatever's cool, whatever from that kid that don't have that that individualism between themselves or that person that guides them down that path of success. What they're gonna do? They're gonna fall back on people who they think are successful, and they're yep. gonna do what they do. That's what we see. I think that with this, and I don't want to just blame it on the newer generation, but it seems like. No matter what it is, it's always the quest for the next high, like Jim was saying a little bit earlier. Like, even if you, like at this point, if you just legalize marijuana completely, all they're going to be doing is looking for the next illegal drug. I can remember a situation, and mm-hmm. it really bothered me that a lot of these kids are just trying to experiment to find the next thing. I can remember yep. going to um, CVS a few weeks ago. Uh, my niece had the flu, so of course I go and I do what. What, you know, parents do. We go get, you know, we're going to get you some, some Powerade, and we're going to get you some medicine. We're going to get you this, you're going to get you that. And I was talking to a lady at the counter, and she's like, you know, they actually had to start, you know, stopping kids because they're buying Gatorade or Powerade and getting NyQuil or DayQuil and mixing it in to the bottle and drinking it. Like, mm-hmm. what kind like, <laughs> we used to talk about the people bad who sniffed glue. So it's like now it's, it's it's a little bit difficult for me to understand it. Y'all know what I mean. Come on now. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> hey, I remember there was a wine in my hometown that was just drinking Listerine. 
Yeah. I, or, I just or, think uh, it, it bothers me. It really does bother me because it's like at this point, you tr- it almost seems like you're trying to kill yourself. And it's not to do it just to be cool. And I, I tell kids all the time, you don't have to do drugs to be cool. And, and Dr. Reed can, can attest to this. Our very first week, we met each other our very first day of student orientation at Alabama State in the summer of 1998. Now, whereas everybody else is, oh, we're going to be partying, and this is where we got all the girls, what did we do? Are you asking me? And when I, y- y- y'all was a top flight. We first That's where I'm from, Alabama. But we had a stage tournament, and when I tell you, we had enough out a club, you don't have to do drugs just to, you know, you don't have to do that type of thing just to be just like but I think, I think again, just people that do these drugs have bigger problems and just, you know, they want to be cool you know, like, I think that's a, a part of it, but I think the bigger mm-hmm. issue is beyond that, that they have these bigger issues, they're trying to escape something, um, why do you want to fit in, why do you they have low self-esteem low self-image um, you know, no identity, no direction. They're a lot bigger than just, you know, I think we need to start looking at, like, just they do drugs and get to the root cause in so many cases. Like, why do these kids have such low self-esteem, such low self-image of themselves? They feel they have to turn to drugs. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a way to escape. I mean, that's that's primarily the main thing. People drink liquor to get away from their problems. They, they use drugs to get away from their problems. Um, I, I don't know if it's so much young kids getting away from their problems because, I mean, today they do have a lot of problems, I will admit to that. But I don't know if it's they're, they're out, you know, they escape. I think it's more so just like it's something to do. It's, it's almost, almost like, like picking, picking up, up the video, video game controller. You know, it's, it's crazy out there. But if you want to get in this conversation, the telephone number is 718-508-9972. Uh, we do have a couple of minutes here. We definitely want to get some of you guys' comment regarding to this. Topic. Yeah, man, you guys are on point there. Uh, hey, you guys are on point with that stuff first. I know y'all was in the top flight in the road supper club. Yeah, you got a lot of us. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm from a gun. I know, I know about orientation in the summertime. But, uh, <laughs> but, hey, man, we was on a totally different level. <laughs> y'all give y'all a hard time. Uh, top flight closed, by the way. They finally yeah, closed yeah. that place down. Good. Yeah, they did. Hey guys, I got real, real quick. quick. Um, my thing is that I would ask anybody is is that yeah. you know, especially with young, young kids, kids, who are, are you? Uh, who who are, are you? You know what? What do you stand for? I remember being at Alabama State, and uh, I'll never forget this day for as long as I live. There was this girl; she was so fine, and uh, I, you know, I played baseball at Alabama State. So I never drunk or smoked or anything like that. And this girl had a blunt. She was sitting outside, and the way she prepared that blunt looked so good. And I remember her passing it to me and say, here, hit that. And, and it's like my whole life flashed before me. I was like, am I really willing to blow everything for this fine girl? And I said, nah, Mom, I'm good. I mean, she, and like I said, she looked real good doing it, too. But at the mm-hmm. same time, you, gotta, you have to ask yourself, who are you? What are your morals? What do you stand for? And are you willing to risk everything just to fit in and just to be cool? And then I think maybe a week later or something like that, uh, they end up pissing all of us, you know, for our scholarships and stuff. So what would have happened if I'd have lost everything that I came to Alabama State for over some girl who 
Yeah, you know what I'm saying? We're, we're, yeah, you probably remember where we was, too. Uh, so was it really worth it? And I said no, because, you know, I, you know, my mother did drugs. My mom started out on, uh, on alcohol and she, uh, you know, because of heavy drugs, she lost us to foster care. I grew up in and out of foster care and I grew up a hard life, you know, partly because of the choices that my mother made. Now, thank God she's been clean for over 20 years, but it can go downhill. It, and it can go down fast, depending on what other pro, what other uh, concurrent problems that you have. Hmm. Wow, and that's some real talk right there, man. Um, Doctor Reed, man, we appreciate you for sitting in with us today, man, to talk about this this Molly epidemic and really all these drugs that that I mean, America, man, is a drugged up nation when you really look at it. Look at it. But yeah. you know, before we get out of here, y'all. Um. Man, let, what are some of the ways that we can we can express, you know, not using drugs to our children, not using drugs to our peers, our friends, family, whatever the case may be? I know people are going to do what they want to do because they're grown. But what are some of the ways we can express this to them to let them understand that you are more important than the drugs you're using? How can we, how can we go about doing that? I would say... Who don't fall under that pressure um, There are a lot of kids nowadays They live by that Just like Marvel was saying You know I don't want to put anything in my body That's going to You know Damage me Or that's going to alter my sense of reality There are a lot are like that We need to elevate them Let's not wait till they make it to the Olympics Or let's not wait till they make it to a protein Herb Start elevating those kids and show them that there's a different type of pool. I think going back to what Jen was saying, let's try to find out what the problem is because everything has a source. Everything uh-huh. has a source. Jen, you got anything you want to add to that? I think that there's a, a cry, and I think we need to answer the cry. I think, you know, during the, the 60s and 70s when you see, like, you know, a lot of the drug revolution in America and a lot of people or free love and smoking weed and it was a cry out for expression, a cry out for freedom. Well, you know, what what are the kids crying out now? And I, I don't I'm really not sure if they feel like, you know, they're not being heard or they feel like, you know, they're lost or there's no way to express themselves or what's happening. But I think, you know, every parent, every mentor, every person who, you know, has a teen or not even teens, because I know grown people that's getting hooked on these drugs. If you have someone in your you life like, like you know, you know what, what's going on and just like Nick said just ask just try to get involved because we have a zombie nation being born most definitely and if we don't um, you know find ways to improve that you know these kids are going to be our you know and um, you know they're going to be our future leaders our future teachers you know hopefully our, our future teachers um, our doctors and our lawyers you know we have to continue to guide them down that path that we want to see them succeed on and uh, where we're at right now, you know, music is the most impressionable thing for them. We have to find better avenues of uh, getting more impressionable music out there instead of what we have out here now, which is garbage. And parents being checked. Being checked. Do, you, like, do parents not have check now on their kids? Like, I remember hiding my Athena, uh, what's it called? Athena Howard CD from my mom because she was naked on the cover because I didn't want her to see it. Like, 
the kids not they're not afraid to show their parents like stuff like that anymore. I don't know. I don't. I, don't, I mean, too many of the parents are out there doing the same thing as their kids. So, you know, right. if we don't have enough responsible people to to to, to help our kids, then I'm gonna just say it like this. Our children are going to have to be stronger because it takes strong willpower and self-determination not to follow the pack. So as long as we keep encouraging our kids and also be that light, be that example for these children out here, we don't have to worry about them not having the example that they need. I mean, music is what it is. It's entertainment. These are jesters. We are the true lights and leaders for these people and for these kids, each individual. So we have to stand up and do our part. Yes. We can sit up here and say drugs are are doing X, Y, and Z, but we have a choice to use them or not to use them. But we once again would like to thank Dr. Reed and everybody that called in. Marva from New York, I appreciate you. Make sure y'all go check out Sex in the City, Chocolate Sex in the City. They come on every uh, Wednesday and Thursday about 9 o'clock, 8 o'clock, if I'm not mistaken. 9 o'clock, 8 o'clock. We also would like to uh, thank uh, Tarasha. Um Hey, everybody, basically, they call in. Smitty, everybody that's over on the web chat, man, Don uh, Calypso, man, appreciate you, my brother. And uh, if you got anybody out there that's thinking about using drugs, you're thinking about using drugs just because it's popular right now, don't do it. As Nancy Reagan said, just say no. <laughs> Once again, we'd like to thank everybody for tuning in to the Middleman Talk Show and add your famous closing words. Thank you for taking an hour out of your day to listen to the Middle Men's House show. And okay, we and we're going to end today's show with a special record. Like I said, any independent artists out there or producers, hit us up at wearethemiddlemen at gmail.com. That is, that is correct. Wearethemiddlemen at gmail.com. We want your instrumentals or your records. Make sure they're clean. And we're going to end this show with a record that I like. Make sure you tune in this Thursday, Talk of the Town, and also this Wednesday. Might have something special for y'all, so you make sure you check out our Facebook page, and we will be posting it up out there for you people to check it out this Wednesday. It may pop off for you people, so y'all make sure y'all tune in. We got something special for you guys. But uh, Oh, yeah, it's right here. Don't forget Tuesday. Yeah. Tuesday. Don't get this coming. What? Go ahead and let them know about that, Nate. Um, Central, playing the best in R&B. Midday morning. Middleman taking over the mornings now. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Hey, we ain't Batman no more. We don't come up when the sun go down no more. <laughs> but uh, make sure y'all come check us out Thursday for Talk of the Town also. And next Sunday, next Sunday, it's going down. What we got on these folks next Sunday, y'all? But y'all don't even know the show for next week. I don't need no damn man. I don't need, yeah, that's the basis of it, but I have it all and I, I don't, don't need, need you. So if you want one of those sisters out there that think you have it all and you don't need nobody, tune in. This is dedicated to you. You. And you. All right, we're going to end the show off with this right here. Thank you once again for listening to the Middleman Talk Show. Here you go.
make mistakes, you know that I ain't perfect. I know the days have come when you don't think that it's all worth it. Just know I'm trying to make it, trying to take it up a level. Cause you're my favorite girl, my pride, my world, and may I have this dance. Just give me a chance, cause I'm a better man, and I know that though.
Big Chris Shawty. Now I ain't sure what you was tuning in to. We'll pay attention to the real talk. What we here for? Go take a listen time. I take a minute. Shout in and learn some. Put your mind and grind the world. You destined to earn some. Linda, yeah. Comment on what you hear. Let's figure out this master plan and put this thing in gear. Don't matter if you hood or you corporate. Long as you got a wheel to do way better than you were doing. Well, then you fortunate. Take a stand. Stop complaining about what you ain't got. Hating on the next man because he was dying to wreck shop. Every Sunday, tune in, go live, 6 p.m., blogtalkradio.com, the middle me. Hey, what's happening, the middle me? Hey, what's happening, the middle me? Hey, what's happening, blogtalkradio.com, the middle me. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.